Welcome to the Barfly Podcast Season 3. My name is Jeff Burkhart, Barfly columnist for the Marin IJ and author of the book 20 Years Behind Bars, The Spirit of the Adventures of a Real Bartender, and its sequel, 20 Years Behind Bars, Parole Denied. Today, my co-host is Kevin Blum, restaurant consultant and former community director of the online review site Yelp. Welcome, Kevin. Have a drink on me. Here today with Rick Enos, the general manager of the Trident Restaurant in Sausalito, to talk a little bit about what the new dynamic looks like down here. Well, Jeff, it's uh, quickly coming back to whatever the new normal is going to be, I guess. Uh, You know, the ferries are running. They're running four times a day now, and tourism is picked up. The last weekends have been crazy busy, and the weather's sure been a help. And so uh, we're very, very optimistic uh, about what's, uh, what's to come. You know, you have a multi-million dollar view, and that hasn't changed. Pandemic, no pandemic, restaurant, no restaurant. No, this view is fantastic. No, and that's, that, that's what's helped us out even during the pandemic. I mean, we didn't have to deal with parklets and tents and that sort of thing. We just, it's all here. And as long as we were re- kept up with things and we were ready to go, when they said, okay, you can dine outside, we were ready to go that day. And, and then they said, okay, you can move inside. And we moved right in, inside. But, but we also had the opportunity to, the room we're in now, we took 50% of our tables and chairs out of the Trident downstairs to give us the social distancing requirement. Same thing with the deck and moved them upstairs. So we also had the, essentially the same number of tables and chairs, but on two floors that we had had before. The room we're sitting in now is is we now call it Ondine at the Trident, and it's just an extension of Ondine and, and primarily used for private events, uh, corporate events, weddings, and that sort of thing. Are those but, back but, now? Oh, gosh, yes. Yeah. You can hardly keep up with calls. Demands, uh, yeah. yeah, just to, for information. Everybody wants to book at the same uh, same time, but, but we're booking now even a, a year and a half out with people. That, uh, I feel so badly for all these young couples who are trying to plan their day of their lives and have to postpone a couple of times. or But we did a couple of events uh, here during the pandemic that were small. We, we could seat up to 10, and somebody did a virtual wedding where they invited 230 guests and, and had just their families here and had a wonderful time, got married outside on that deck, and then, and then had it set up so that they had about 30 people at a time call in and zoomed in and did an hour's worth of meet and greet with them and uh, adapting right? yeah, yeah I, That's I, great. Said, I said you know people that learned to you get they, creative they, we, yeah. yeah they were they were dealt a bunch of lemons and they'd sit, made some beautiful some lemonade, lemonade out exactly out that, yeah. you know, and so. cleanup must have been a lot easier oh, it, <laughs> yeah. and staffing and staffing sure yeah. <laughs> so this is positive yeah. I kind of <laughs> like that business model <laughs> well when I worked at Ondine in, in 2000 1999 2000 this deck wasn't here this deck is uh, whole new edition. Well, we can seat about uh, 26 or so, 30 at, at tables of 10 each. Yeah, this is uh, this was built in 2014, and they weren't using it too much because it was strictly, Ondine was a, a separate entity at the time, and I mean, they were still operating as a separate entity, uh, especially, again, that this was, for us, a benefit of the pandemic because uh, we doubled the size of our 
outdoor space by yeah. utilizing this yeah. and, and then we just have continued to do so and so on the weekends Friday through Sunday this is the most popular place in the building I, I can and, imagine you know and yeah it's uh, I call this one the five million dollar view downstairs <laughs> is the two million dollar view <laughs> well it does feel like you're floating on a cloud up here well you are kind of a, a bridge of, of a ship it's, mm-hmm. a, it's really spectacular so the, the ownership is, a, is still Bob Freeman, right? It is Bob. Yeah, yeah. Bob, he was one of the founding partners of Victoria Station Restaurants uh, back Where in you 1969. Worked, right? I met them in uh, 1973. Uh, they had four restaurants at the time. And they, these guys met in Cornell and they said, hey, we're going to someday have a national chain. They had opened the one in San Francisco. And then, like most people that are going to build a chain, will regionalize and then go to a next region. Well, they opened San Francisco and then went to Atlanta and said, okay, <laughs> okay. if we can operate on both coasts, we right. can operate in yeah. between. So so when I met them, they had New Orleans and Denver, and now they were, I, I was just back from Vietnam and I was going to graduate school at Santa Clara, and I, they were talking about um, having 50 of these by 1975. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about putting them in all the NFL cities and doing whatever they were going to do. And I said, well, it certainly will be it's more fun and probably is educational to get involved with the building of a company and then you get caught with the, by the bug and you know, stay in the business and uh, but we did 102 of them uh, 102. But, but it, 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 so wow. it, by 75 they did they, we ended 75 with 49 so they weren't far they weren't far off then ended up with 102 Bob and I left at about the same time in 1980 Bob did another chain called California Cafe oh yeah and then I did a little consulting job for a guy, a real estate guy in uh, Mill Valley and, and opened a restaurant called The Cantina. And what I found out about that is that all these things that I had been talking to managers through layers of management, they worked. You know, so we had a little <laughs> <laughs> figure, right? No one more yeah. surprised yeah. than yeah. you, right? Yeah. <laughs> and and, and we, we, it, so I decided to, I, I didn't have equity in that, uh, the, the Cantina, but uh, we took one of the the sous chefs, uh, his family, and and we went out to Hawaii and opened the first compadres out there, and then we did a little chain of. At the height of that business, we had about twelve. The G between nine uh, eleven and and then uh, the closure of um, Aloha Airlines, which we, we we didn't realize how important Aloha Airlines and a three hundred and forty two dollar round trip ticket yeah. was to our business in Maui <laughs> because it was yeah. we were that had so many people from this area that knew us and they were going out to Maui and eating and drinking at Compadres and Chemos. Now Chemos had a, has a wonderful location right in Lahaina. We were just outside mm-hmm. but so they were able to survive all of that but for us it was devastating when they went out of a, right. out of business. So we had a perfect storm in 2008, 2009 with ADA, a suit for ADA requirements in, in Palo Alto and problems out in Hawaii with uh, the lack of tourism and um, so we consolidate we didn't uh, renew leases after about 25 years in all of those locations and consolidated it up there for 20 years in Yountville and then uh, 13 more years in downtown downtown Napa until we had a landlord uh, dispute over the value of the uh, options and Bob 
Uh, Who had also had his own famous landlord dispute. Well, yes, he did. Yes, he did. Which is why he ended up with a property here at the Trident and on Dean. I'm not, I haven't really got into that with Bob too much. (laughs) uh, It was big news here. I I know, I know, I know it was. And, and I, and, and sometimes people think that he traded 50 restaurants for two. Well, even if he did, that was a hell of a trade. Mm. He got to the most iconic restaurants, uh, certainly in the Bay Area, maybe, maybe in the United States. Because he also owns the Buena Vista. Buena Vista. And this one here, but uh, but I hadn't seen him for a while, and he came to one of our last parties, large parties, which was a memorial for a guy that worked for us at Victoria Station. And I told him I was having this, this problem, and he he said, "Well, don't sign anything." I said, "Oh, I thought the only thing I've signed is the the landlord's uh, letter uh, canceling our uh, our lease, and uh, so I'm a free agent." And he uh, <laughs> he said, "Well, come on down. Let's maybe we talk about having some fun." So I'm back doing what I was doing when I was. You still having fun? I'm, yeah, I'm still having fun. Yeah. You know, how, how can you not? Yeah. Again, when I look out there and every, all the things, it changes this view and what's going on in that bay changes about every half hour. And some of the National Geographic moments that we have yeah. out here mm-hmm. are unbelievable when those herring come in and the birds following the fish around the bay yeah. or full moon. You know, I, I say one thing that should be on everybody's bucket list is dining or, or cocktails under the full moon at the Trident. It is spectacular. So we have one coming up. Yeah, it's it's really, really fun. And also being in Sausalito, you get the influx of people, too. It's not just the herring that come here. I mean, oh, yeah. It's all oh, the people from all over the world. All over the world. I mean, this, this restaurant has an unbelievable history with Bing Crosby, the, tri- the Kingston Trio, uh, Crosby, Stills and Nash. Wasn't like Robin Williams, Williams uh, like James a, Joplin? a busboy here? Yes, he yeah. was. Yeah. Uh, for two summers while he was going to yeah. Redwood High School. Yeah. I mean, if these walls could talk, well, we have you instead of the walls. So. <laughs> well, you know what? Most people think I bu- I came with the building. <laughs> you didn't come with the package. I, I, I no? didn't. But but you know uh, what? Uh, at some point with Victoria Station, I was the director of training, and my office was right on the Embarcadero there, uh, uh, just down from Broadway, and we were growing so fast that I had twenty or thirty managers in training all the time, and so we'd bring them back. Oh, six to ten at a time for a week uh, to give them a little corporate, corporate pump up and tell before we gave them their assignment. And so I'd look out my window, and it, when it was kind of like this in San Francisco with the fog, and then but I could see that it was sunny and bright in Sausalito. I said, "Close them up, guys. Let's we're going to take a ferry over and uh, talk about whatever we're going to talk about over a beer, or a glass of a glass of wine." And used to come sit right over there at the at the Trident and watch all those cute hippie chicks so there's, a, there's a whole there's a whole generation of uh, management guys out there that have done really well for themselves either at Victoria Station and did other chains that spent some amount of time on this uh, this deck uh, so, sure. yeah. the wellspring of ideas right? yeah, yeah. Uh, it was uh, something well it's yeah. still something I mean that tourists might be the bulk of your business but there's a lot of locals around here that are re-experiencing the Trident oh, right sure. this pandemic certainly has opened the door for them to do it because Right now, Sausalito is kind of quiet, and you can come down and get a table here, which is amazing. Yeah, right? yeah. And like you said, sit under the full moon. Not on the weekends, though. Not on the weekends. Come during the week. It's, yeah. A, yeah. it's a really wonderful dining experience during the week. The weekends can get uh, crazy a little bit. Well, and also, I, the rumor has it that the tequila sunrise was invented here. Famous cocktail. Is that true? Yeah, that's absolutely What can you tell us about that? Absolutely true. Well... What I understand is that the Rolling Stones were in between concert uh, events and stopped in San Francisco and came over to 
the Trident. They went up to the uh, the bartender, Mick Jagger, and Keith Richards went up to the bar and said that they liked tequila, but margaritas were a little too tart. Mm-hmm. So the bartender at the time, who was, all of the bartenders were experimenting with tequila and putting anything that had a white liqueur, liquor like gin or vodka, they were making drinks with the tequila. And so the bartender, Bobby, Bobby Lozoff, he made them what was essentially a tequila sunrise. Orange, orange juice, uh, tequila and grenadine and then a little splash of cream de cassis, cassis. and yeah. uh, a that, secret ingredient that was the secret ingredient and uh, they loved it in fact I, I my, my understanding is that the, the rest of that particular tour year they required that the ingredients for a tequila sunrise a la the trident that would be in the green room and that they would make make those uh, those drinks. So yeah, 1972. Yeah. And now it's world famous on, on right. cocktail menus as far away as Tokyo and and Rome and and just it's an astounding cocktail. You know it, the other thing that because of the connection with the Buena Vista Cafe, we do have their Irish coffee too. Oh, you and do. Oh okay. yeah, and that's. A, a equally popular iconic, oh, yeah. drink, I mean, and, and iconic, yeah. Well, Bob's uh, been bright that way that both his restaurants have famous cocktails behind them and great views and are great for people watching, both Buena Vista yeah. and Andine and, and the Trident. So don't worry about tomorrow, take it for today. Please join us next time when we welcome Barry Tompkins, boxing commentator, sportscaster, my page made at the Marina IJ, and the man who called the Drago Balboa fight in Rocky Four. My name is Jeff Burkhardt. Thanks for listening.